That should be the way we start. And fuck shit ass balls. <laughs> I like it. Okay, sorry. No, you're good. You're good. We've started recording, so I got all that. That's great. Oh, yay. Hey, it's nice to meet you. What's your name? Sorry if I seem a little bit strange. It's just that I've been waiting for this to come along. Good evening, Fit Shanners. <laughs> no. <laughs> This is Heather and Sheila coming to you with another episode of Fit Hits the Shan. And you can find these podcasts wherever fine podcasts are sold. I'm nailing it. I'm nailing this. I feel good about it. Today we're gonna talk we're gonna talk about COVID nineteen when the fit really hit the shan, right? Yes. All of the fits hitting the shans. Although I would argue that the fit has been hitting the shan in my life for a long time. <laughs> Just since I met you, Heather. Just since I've met you. <laughs> I feel like there's lots of anecdotal proof that, you know, the fit hits the shan all the time. Yeah, it does. And I think we found after talking to people once we got out that they all had their own fit shan stories to tell. <laughs> there are so many fucking fit shan stories. So a guy that I work with, I just found out that his dad died in March. Carl's dad died. Oh, no. And they had to go to a funeral. And everyone is like telling these things like, oh, yeah, sorry, this thing happened. But I feel like maybe it's just us that we feel like this is a collection of bullshit that is just a list since January hit. I don't know, man. Well, yeah, totally. I mean, people become numb to the the overwhelming experiences that they have, I feel like. I mean, there were days when things were happening. I'm like, I don't feel it anymore. I feel like, okay, well, during COVID, my reactions to things have drastically changed than what they would have been three, four, five months ago. You know, things continuously happen. Or like, even last year. I feel like I was a totally different person this time last year. <laughs> totally. Right? Like, yes. And <clears throat> so, what I, I guess the big question on my mind right now, catching me in an odd moment, is like, is this adulting? Maybe this is what adulting looks like. Maybe just fit hits the shan as an adult, except that I feel like our list of stories for either one of us, and then definitely when you combine them, <laughs> it's like, no, something's something's wrong because every week some new fresh hell <laughs> knocks on my door and I'm like, bro, can a girl, can it get a break? I don't understand. <laughs> no. And then like for a half a hot second when you're like, oh yeah, can a break. I got this. There's another goddamn earthquake. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. You betcha. The earthquakes. Yeah. So when did we start talking about COVID? When did we start talking about COVID? No, where should we start? We could go backwards or we could highlight. Maybe hit the top five. Yeah, then, top five. And then we Actually, could do I like that. five in a different episode or bonus episode. Okay. Top yeah. five. Love it. Okay. So. <laughs> I, think, I think you probably have maybe the top four. Oh, I would think that you did. Oh, interesting. <laughs> I have an idea competition and we'll make people vote <laughs> who has the shittier life <laughs> <laughs> oh no bummer my dogs so why don't why oh. don't you say one and i say one okay 
about the about the other person. Oh, so I tell one of your stories and you tell one of mine. We can both talk about it, but you bring up the topic. How about mushrooms growing out of your goddamn carpet? That was fun for everyone. Go ahead, Miss Heather. Explain your mushrooms. So I was working in my home office like most pandemicers do, right? Just minding my own biz. And I was actually teaching. I was teaching a kiddo. And my sister, who rents the basement from me, comes upstairs and she she enters the office. And they all everyone who lives here knows that if I'm if I've got the door closed, then I'm in a, in, in either in a meeting or I'm teaching or something. And so she opens up the door and I was like, oh. <laughs> I had five minutes left in my session and she goes, she whispers, hey, are you going to be free soon? And I said, I like five minutes. And she's like, okay. And then she stood there and waited <laughs> for me to finish, which is pretty unusual, right? I'm like, oh, whoa. <laughs> and then I finished my session. I end it with the kiddo. And then I said, what's up, man? And she said, you're probably going to want to come look at this. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> so I go downstairs and she opens up the office door and she points at the floor. And on the floor are these large, odd shaped Actually, you know what they look like? They look like wet cardboard. Like, you know, when cardboard gets wet, it's obviously darker, but it kind of gets a little wrinkly in places and misshapen. And so it kind of looked like she had like trashed the floor in certain places. I mean, it wasn't like a bunch of them, but anyway, she points down at them and I was like, why is that down there? And she goes, Heather, those are mushrooms. I was like, no, (laughs) no, they're not. (laughs) No, uh-uh. Nuh-uh. You're a liar. (laughs) She was like, they are, man. Those are mushrooms. And I get closer. She's like, why are you getting closer? (laughs) I was like, why are there fucking mushrooms growing out of the goddamn carpet? Immediately, I got a picture like, no fucking way. No. (laughs) And they were huge, man. They were like the size of like tennis balls. So big. And... And she she told me the mold growing up the wall. And I was like, yeah, why is this happening to me? And we figured it out. The end of the story is that we took out the drywall. We ripped up the carpet and we found out that the drain underneath the shower was not sealed properly. And it was kind of floating up and the water was just seeping into this other room from the shower. And uh, they had left it alone plenty long. They had not been in the office for long enough that obviously they allowed fungus. Not they. I'm. Bl- it sounds like I'm blaming them. I'm not. I, I would have done the same thing. Fungus was allowed. Oopsie. <laughs> with no blame intended to grow up in my fucking carpet. So ripped it all out. That was a beautiful, beautiful experience. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. That was... That was intense because that was one that like lasted a span, right? Like it wasn't just a quick in and out type of thing. It was like something you had to deal with for a while <clears throat> on top of all the other things that were happening. Yeah. We're still dealing with it. We ripped out the carpet of the whole space. Yeah. They fixed the drywall just like two weeks ago and then there's no carpet in there still. We have to, we still have to replace the carpet. Jeepers. Yeah, that's <laughs> the whole situation right there. 
You know, what's funny is that when you tell that story by itself, it doesn't sound like that big of a deal. Like, well, you know, whatever shit happens. No, but I think as a collective group, you know, after the first like four to six weeks at home, I was starting to see a very crappy pattern. Yeah. It was like, well, first this, then this, then this, then this, and then, geez, what's going to happen tomorrow? And X, Y, Z happens. And it, it is, it's still happening. I fell. Saturday. Oh my and God. I broke my leg. And actually that might not, that might have to be number one. <laughs> I was, I was just, I was turning on the water to get in the shower. The, the head of the shower was turned towards the inside wall. So I had to like actually reach in to feel the temperature of the water. And as I stepped in, one foot went out, my left foot went out, my right foot caught me under me, bent back and just slammed on the metal frame in a couple of different places. And so I was like soaking wet and trying to like, well, what do I do first in this moment? Do I get up? Do I turn the water off? It's freezing. Clearly it was not time for me to get in the shower. Like, so, you know, turn the water off and get out of the shower. And I think I was in a a bit of shock because I was very disoriented, trying to call my husband and I had no idea what was happening. And I was like, okay, really, how bad is it to look at it and couldn't walk on it? And so- Couldn't feel your toes. Nope. Oh yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't move or feel my toes or any like pressure on my foot or anything like that. And numbness and tingling went all the way up to my shin, up to my kneecap. And there was a huge indent about, I don't know, three or four inches long in a few places that, you know, the metal insert is where I fell. And that's, it was just like, it was bad. So then I had to go to urgent care and they took x-rays. Thankfully it was not broken. That would have like, oh, I can't even imagine all of the things that would have just... Stopped. Yeah, your life would have been so much harder if your leg was broken, dude. <laughs> no, but isn't that the way? Like, of course, of course I fell. Checking, well, even like, it was just like day to day, business as usual. Not the today, part that she has today. not mentioned is that she was wicked hungover. Oh yeah, that was terrible. We went to, we just decided on a whim to go stay at a hotel together on a, on Friday and we we drank all of the wine. <laughs> And the bubbles and swam into her to her heart's content. And then the next day she went home and she was gonna work and she when she fell, she texted me and said, Hey, can do you think you can handle this <laughs> today? Because I fell. <laughs> I don't even remember sending that text. You don't? No. I was still a little drunk. I was like, Oh yeah, sure. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> you know, I was like I was, it was weird because I, there have been very few moments in my life where I can remember like how I felt in that specific moment and in terms of trauma. And that was it. I was not functioning and I knew I wasn't functioning and I was like, Arr. so ugh. it's all different color, color shades of the rainbow now. I asked you if you were okay and you said not particularly. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the worst response ever because it. <laughs> Like an implication of seriousness. Like, what? What do you mean? Not particularly. But there's also like a vagueness that you're like, she could just be mad <laughs> and not very dramatically injured. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> so, well, not particularly. <laughs> yeah, let's roll the dice and see. It's just run of the mill broken leg. Just run of the mill. <laughs> To clarify, she didn't 
actually break her leg. No. She got lucky, I think. Yeah, she- I think it was just the just a, a just a super super nasty bruise right on my shin. It goes it goes up. It's it's actually a pretty decent sized area. Well, bro, landing like your whole body weight on that thin piece of metal in the frame when you told me it made my whole body shake like yeah awful and it was it was weird because at first when it happened I felt the pain for like a half a second and then I like just went like what the fuck do I do <laughs> and then once I got like I was like oh okay like that happened like let me assess and, and just, text Heather and tell her that I can't work right now <laughs> Yeah, that was, I was okay. tired, dot, 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 not particularly. Well, your mom fell. Yeah, she, she fell down a flight of stairs and broke, she, like actually broke things. A few, a few stairs or the grass at her house, yeah, broke her arm or no, wrist and ankle on the same yeah. side. And then had to have surgery because the shitty thing about it was is that Heather had things happen to her at the beginning of the week. And then there was, I can't remember what it was because I had said, oh, must be my turn like a fucking moron. And then the next day, cause it was a Friday. Yeah. I was like, yeah, we made it through the, the, the week and like not many things have happened, but it's probably my turn next. And then I wake up and, and my mom's like, well, I'm in the hospital and all this other stuff. And uh, yeah. And then right after that, within two weeks, maybe our, another person we work with, she fell and broke her wrist and had to have surgery. I don't know. I wonder if you guys have any like stories like that personal injury. <laughs> Our listeners. During, yeah, during COVID. Like, what else could have happened, you know? Bro. I actually, I feel like I got kind of lucky not having injured myself at all during this thing. It's weird. Usually, I would be, like, the sickest. Well, you were sick at the beginning. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So sick. Wild. Yeah. That's what started. <laughs> Heather. Did you That's true. <laughs> you were I know. I actually... That's so true. I forgot about that. I was going to, I thought I was going to have to get tested because my fever was high, but it was not high enough to warrant testing for COVID, which is so annoying, but sick for days and so tired and so achy and brutal. And then I shared it with my new husband. He wasn't my husband at the time and he was miserable. (laughs) He was sure that he had COVID. (laughs) And I was like, you don't have COVID. He's like, well, I've never been that sick. And I was like, well, listen, man, I definitely didn't have it because I went to the hospital. I got the Terraflu or whatever it is, the medicine, and I immediately felt better. So that means that it was not COVID. And if I gave it to you and I didn't have it, <laughs> then how could I give it to you? <laughs> He's all, oh, yeah. I Yeah, that, I guess that makes sense. <laughs> Of course he is. Yeah. But the flu was nasty because I had it over Thanksgiving. I was also sick for Thanksgiving last year. We won't get into that. That's a story. But I did have it for injuries. And I couldn't, I couldn't believe how sick I was. I hadn't been that sick in years and years and years and years and years. I wonder if I should tell the story about having to buy a new car. That's, that happened. And it's I feel like most of my problems are financial. That's true. And I kind of think mine are more like when I got diagnosed with the fibro thing, which we can get back to. That was kind of mine, health related things, I guess. Yeah, that was a that was a week. <laughs> oh my gosh! So I let my husband take my car to work that day. My car gets better gas mileage; it's smaller. He's got this enormous truck, and 
he used to work the night shift at a shipping company and he came home and I woke up and he crawled into bed and he's like, hey, your car just died. <laughs> I was like, what? And he's like, I made it home. It's in the driveway. I had to push it the rest of the way. I died in the driveway. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Thanks, man. And it turns out, well, so... The whole story is crazy, but I took it to, I had it towed there and they said it was a timing belt issue and they wanted to charge me $1,100 to fix it. I only owe $2,500. Now I appreciate for all you listeners out there that $1,100 is not the same as $25. I get it. But last year, almost an exact year ago, I dropped about $1,000 on the engine. So Dropping another another eleven hundred seemed like you've got to be kidding me. I bought this car for five grand, and I I only owe twenty five on it. I can't pay. <laughs> I can't pay this amount again. That's crazy to me. So Volkswagen was running their like their big promotion, the the six six two or whatever, where you get six months free and six years no interest. Yeah, low interest or whatever. Low interest and two year two. Rent, mortgage. Oh yeah, two months rent or mortgage. And I was like, okay, well, I guess I'll go see it. So I went I went up there and my sister had to take me, obviously, because I didn't have a car. And the rules and restrictions around there buying that car were obviously a lot more strict than- What means the eye? Than what than their initial advertising. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of whack. I'm all, oh, so it has to fit this tiny little box. Right year and has to be have certain mileage and whatever, but whatever. I found a car that I like and my credit is not great. I'm trying to recover from divorce and, you know, buying things with credit cards and trying to fix my debt. So I have two, two pretty good jobs. And so they were like, you have, I mean, you obviously make enough money, but your credit sucks. And so my sister who has good credit, she's been working on hers for a while and she feels good about it, was willing to co-sign. So she goes to co-sign for me. And because she works for DoorDash, they were like, well, you don't make enough. Your credit is good, but you don't make enough. Then Heather, you're, you're, you make plenty, but your credit sucks. <laughs> so it's like, okay. So then I was like, okay, so I need to find a different co-signer. So I asked my dad and you know, when you ask your parents for help that it's not, <laughs> it's not an easy thing to ask your parents for help, right? Especially financially. We went and looked at the car and he's, he's of the, the good old boy tradition that car salesmen are basically bullshit <laughs> and out to get you. And uh, so he came with me and he gave, he gave the car salesman a real hard time. Poor kid. This kid's in his 20s for sure and like totally green. And uh, then on the way home from that trip, he just laid into me, you know, talking about being responsible. And I was like, I don't know. Yeah. I was like, I don't know what else I'm supposed to do. Buying a new car is the more responsible thing to do. This car that I'm about to drop another grand in is worthless. You know, I don't know. Anyway. If anyone's looking to buy a car, still have yeah, it. Yeah, come buy my car. <laughs> nice little plug. Yeah, because I tried to trade it in and the car dealership was like, well, we're pushing it. We're going to give you $500 for it. And I was like, bro. <laughs> and uh, anyway, my dad's, my dad's kind of convinced that I can sell it privately for more 
And I'm like, okay, so I'm going to drop $1,000 to fix it and then try to sell it for more and not sell it for more because in case no one's noticed, we're in a fucking pandemic and no one's cruising around looking at for sale signs. No one's buying privately owned cars right now, dude. Oh, like around the, around the corner from my house, there's a car that's been sitting there for sale and they have changed the price at least three times. Like, that car has been sitting there forever. Yikes. Yeah. So anyway, I cried a little bit. I actually held my own in front of my dad. Like, don't make me cry. Don't make me cry. Don't make me cry. And then he obviously felt bad. Or maybe my mom gave him a stern talking to. Hey, be nice to Heather. <laughs> And uh, he texted me and said, all right, here's the deal. Get your car fixed. I'll co-sign the loan. We'll go get your car. So we go to get my car. My credit sucks bad enough. This is way open, way honest. My credit sucks bad enough that he, they were, the, the car dealer was like, can, can your dad just do it? Because your credit's so bad that your rates are going to be so bad. <laughs> I was like, okay. So the car's in my dad's name, which is super annoying, but uh, I have a new car and I have the old car just sitting here. Actually, I went to the shop today and the guy ended up telling me that he thinks that I'll probably have to replace the transmission. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not worth it? No. But what else am I supposed to do? Have two car payments? Two insurance payments? No, go back and talk to the guy that wanted to buy it from you. He wanted to buy it for 600 bucks. Cut your losses. <laughs> 600? Cut them. Well, so I told the car guy today, I was like, I'm trying to sell it, man. He's like, okay, so let's replace the timing belt. And if you get lucky, you can just sell it from there. Don't worry about anything else. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so we'll see. TBD. Mm -hmm. Or TBC. So that's an on, that's another ongoing story. The carpet, mm -hmm. the car. Your stories tend to linger, hey? Yeah. <laughs> Shame. <laughs> yeah, they, they do. do. Like the electric. Yeah. Actually, I think that's mostly done. I know, but that was a few-week process for sure. Oh, yeah. Well, the dudes had to, had to keep coming back. They had to replace 13 sockets because they were made out of aluminum and one of them burned to smithereens and the, the electrician was like, you guys are lucky that you didn't burn your house down. I'm all, oh. <laughs> it's not serious, hey? Yeah. <laughs> oh, geez. Okay, so we have, for, the, for our little competition, we have mushrooms, leg, is mom a story? Meh. Or just a happenstance? Okay, so mom's not a story for at least today, right? For today's purposes. She'll be a story another time. So the car. Now yep. we need a fourth and a fifth. Your turn. There's just... The problem is, is that in my mind, they're hard to distinguish which was worse. It all fucking sucked, right? I guess it's like nothing was particularly bad it was all bad <laughs> well and they just mounted on top of each other Tell recounting them is not the same as as like oh my gosh and then this colleague of ours his wife killed herself yeah you know like it just all just kept happening yeah to the point where you can't get happening it, it does keep happening you know and it's just it's like one thing on top of another on top mm -hmm. of 
Yeah, like your your husband has bursitis. Mm-hmm. Still dealing with that. I fell on Saturday. That happened to him last Thursday. You were so sick. Jeff was so sick. Friend has lost her job. What else? Well, and you know what's funny is that all of our stories are like our own personal, you know, like things happen kind of stuff. But then an earthquake happened. Um, yeah, that was, yeah, let's talk about that because that was kind of the earthquake. Yeah, that was right in the beginning. That was, I mean, obviously that's a, that is an experience that all who felt it can share, right? So it's not just like that happened to us, that happened to thousands of people. And that was the situation. It woke us right right up. Kids are upset, crying, you know, all that stuff. And our husbands at the time were working together down by the airport and it was way worse there way worse and it felt like revelations <laughs> yeah all the things all the things a worldwide plague oh actually you guys will all be super interested to know my dad assured me yesterday that according to revelations what we're going through is not the plague that was predicted in revelations so that take comfort <laughs> So apparently the size, the death count of COVID not high enough. Not qualify for the plague that was predicted in Revelations. Yet. <laughs> Yet. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> when he said that I was like, Am I supposed to be comforted? That's terrible. <laughs> right? There's more to come. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that earthquake was I've never been in an earthquake, so that was that was a first timer for me. I had no idea, none whatsoever. My dog popped up. I had just woken up right before that, and I was kind of like, oh, "Do I doze?" You know, kind of in and out. Then all of a sudden, my dog popped up and was like looking around. I'm like, "What is happening?" And then things started to shake, and I was like, "Oh my god!" It took me a moment to really like figure out what was happening. And, oh, and like, you were alone in bed, hey, because your husband was gone. Mm-hmm. And the babies were sleeping. And so they obviously have not been in an earthquake either. And their world was rattled. So I still even have like sometimes when the dog's on the bed and they're like just shaking or itching. I'm like. Yeah, do you have moments of like, oh my God, it's happening again. Well, and the weird thing is, is that. So after this series of earthquakes happened, I had just gotten diagnosed with the fibro. And the combination of medicines that they had me on. I was in the beginning stages of that sertraline disease or serot what something? Ser- I want to say it's <laughs> I don't know. Saratoga? Some- no. <laughs> Not that. <laughs> Some version of that. Anyways, long story short, I was remember I would come in and be like burning up and like mm-hmm. like not- hot flashes. Yeah, and then I'd have cold it was just like a whole thing. And I thought it was just my body acclimating. Well, another one of these was like these tremors or like a constant like vibration within my own body. So even after the the quakes hit, I couldn't tell if I was experiencing an earthquake, an aftershock, or if it was just my body. So once things died down, I was like, oh, I don't think that's normal. There's no earthquakes. Because I was constantly checking my phone because that's what it sort of felt like, especially when my body was at rest, like when I was eating or at the table or in bed laying and resting, that's when I noticed it. It was more pronounced for me. And I was like, I was like, so my husband was that an earthquake? And he's like, or an aftershock or something? He's like, no, you're the only one moving. <laughs> so different. That's weird. 
I know it's one of it's it's it's, it's a con- it's a consequence of one of the meds. Yeah, there's too much something that's being produced because of the birth control and all the medicines they put me on for it and for the fibro and stuff like that. Right. And so the combination of it all can sometimes produce these symptoms or these side effects rather. And so that's why I was like, I thought I was like losing my mind and I described it to my mom. And the only way I was like articulating at that time for it to be like, just my body was like vibrating or something like constantly moving, but it was ever so slight, like slight enough for me to notice. But I was like, I couldn't tell if it was an outside thing happening or an inside internal thing. It was very bizarre. He's like, oh yeah, we got to change that. That's not okay. Yeah, that's messed up, man. Yeah, they're like, yeah, you need to be on different things. So then they switched me to other things. So, Well, I was just going to say, do you remember that time that you sent me an earthquake alert <laughs> that wasn't real? <laughs> no. The, was it the tornado one you mean? Oh yeah, the tornado. <laughs> He's like, what? She, she saw somewhere that that tornado hit Utah. Oh, it, yeah. was, it was an old news report that was being ref, like recycled. <laughs> she thought it was real. A friend of ours, he sent it to me, and then and then I sent it to you because oh, was like yeah, and I was like, or I saw it on his Facebook or something like that because he was like, oh my gosh, because I had just said the day before, I'm like, what's next, a tornado? And then he posted, and I was like, I can read the future. <laughs> I have superpowers. Yeah, that was a, that was, that earthquake was a big one. And then a month later, just put the kids to bed, sat down to eat dinner. And I was like, it's happening again, which was weird because my husband was in the basement, didn't even feel it. I was playing video games. Yeah. And then the one before that, there was another one in there and he was up in the shower and he didn't feel it at all. It was a smaller one, but the first one that happened, my animals went nuts then there were a few after that and they didn't even make a peep. And then we had another bigger one, like a three point something. And I think they barked like once. It's interesting how the animals were reacting to it. That first big one was so funny to me. I, my husband and I remember it so differently. <laughs> yeah, <I was> right. <laughs> me too. Cause I remember waking up and being like, Oh, it's an earthquake like not being shook by it. And he was like, what is that? What is that? And his memory, his memory is like the exact opposite that he was awake and like, oh, it's an earthquake. And that I was losing my shit. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm pretty sure that he was losing his mind. Oh man. Actually, that story is kind of funny because I thought for sure this whole time that I was like this stoic, I didn't lose my mind. I I've been through an earth a few earthquakes before and that I woke up and like, oh, it's just an earthquake. We just gotta wait it out. And when I talked to him later, he's like, Oh my gosh, you were tripping. And I was like, What? You were tripping. <laughs> we had like the exact same memory in the opposite direction. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. It was I know I didn't like being home and not having Jeff here. That was like that was really scary. I texted Heather and I was like, might be in to work a little late too. <laughs> or never. <laughs> because by that time, the kids, they were out of school and they were on like quarantine. We were in, they were, the schools had closed. And so I had the kids, I think. And I was trying to, it took them. Oh, 
Is that true? Yeah, I think so. It was, I think it was immediately after. <sighs> Anyways, yeah, I remember like, oh yeah, Heather, sorry, you're gonna be late. The kids would not get out of the bed for like two and a half hours. We kept having them. You know, you might be right because we were trying to decide what to do with the center, right? Like yeah. whether to close or stay open or whatever. Yeah, because then we, we actually went. Yeah. We went that day and there were a, a few hefty aftershocks. Yeah, and we were trying to decide what to do. Yeah. Actually, that might be that that might be part like one of the hardest parts about this whole thing is that so Sheila and I are in a position of authority in both of our jobs and making decisions about both jobs while also falling down in the shower mm-hmm. and also having to sell your car and plan a wedding and replacing the electric and growing mushrooms in your basement while also falling down in the shower and having to sell your car and mom falling down thousands of miles away and husband getting sick. Having having massive diarrhea. Dog shitting everywhere. (laughs) That's so fucking funny. I forgot about that. He shit everywhere. And then he vomited everywhere. And, and mushrooms growing in your basement, right? Like having to, having to be like, yeah, I got my shit together. I can answer your question. <laughs> or I can tutor or <laughs> my our lives are falling apart. <laughs> so hard. I have to say though, <sighs> for the people who don't probably know us as well as some people do, no one I think would have known. I mean, uh, until like those especially hard moments, like... I'm literally down for the count. I can't do anything about it right now. (laughs) You know, I think things, not that they were hidden, but they were taken care of rather discreetly so that it didn't bleed through too much. But the good thing about that is, is that with the both of us working together, being in similar positions in both places, there is that nice balance of, well, you know, Heather's under a bus, but... She'll be back tomorrow so I can cover so that when a tornado strikes your home tomorrow, Sheila, Heather can cover for you. Yeah, that's true. Like <laughs> being, being a team in authority is definitely like, hey, homie, I, my electricity is going to be down for 24 hours because I have to replace the electric. Can you just deal with these things for me? <laughs> just deal with my life and everything else for the next 24 to 48 hours. I'll get back to you. Can you deposit my check because I can't drive to the bank? (laughs) Yeah, just like, just a fit chan of things. Just total fit chan. Fit chan. Oh my gosh, I have to pee so bad. Is this like a fine time to stop and pause? I have to go so bad. That's a wrap.